Hey everybody, before we get started, I just want to say we are officially into October now. Um, and what that means is you guys need to be on the lookout for the two pods a day campaign that is running right now that we are participating in. Um, if you have not heard two pods a day, uh, what it does is it promotes two different independent podcasts every day, and that is running through the entire month of October. So if you are looking for something new and interesting to listen to, I suggest you check them out. Hashtag the number two pods a day. Find them on Facebook. Find them on Twitter. Like I said, every day they're going to be promoting two specific podcasts. Um, at some point over the course of the month, we are going to be on there. Uh, and I look forward to that. So, um, but yeah, in the meantime, thank you guys for reaching out on Twitter, Facebook, all those platforms. Um, we have had a stellar past couple of months and I'm looking forward to that continuing to grow. Um, in the meantime, I will let you guys enjoy this episode, which is just as epic as I think any meatloaf song. I treasure this song and I never want to lose it. Hello, everybody, and welcome once again to Decomposition Podcast, where we hyperanalyze all of your favorite terrible songs. My name is Brad, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Katie. Katie, how are you doing tonight? Great. It's Thursday evening. I'm not it tired at the all. It's freaking Thursday, Katie. It's the freaking Thursday, baby, and uh, I'm not tired. I'm totally with it. Totally with it. A couple glasses of wine should keep you awake, right? Yeah, that's how wine is works. Is that how wine works? All right. I love it. Um... Guys, joining us once again, it has been a while, but one of the OG guests here at Decomposition, we have our friend and co-host of the Pop Flies and Grounders podcast. Please, well, I'm Put asking, your hands uh, together <laughs> for Dennis Ackerman. Oh, yes, yes. Thank you very much. I said that as if I could hear like the audience as reaction. If, as, gonna, as if them clapping will come through on the podcast. We're going like, to assume that the crowd wow, has man, gone wild. Wow, man, they love you. They love you, man. Yes, yes. Oh, boy. Yes, you had, you had another needlessly epic song, so I you am, needed the needlessly epic guy. That, you know what? Okay, on. so I'm going to tell you. The song that we're doing tonight is one that actually my brother requested. But because my brother told us that you were his favorite guest, I wanted to put you on this one. I am uh, very happy to hear that and a little nervous because I got to back that up now. Seriously, you better live up to these expectations. Otherwise, I will be like the family joke. Uh, Otherwise, you know, rock and roll dreams are going to have to come through for me. (laughs) Rock and roll nightmares (laughs) will happen. Um, Dennis, I did not ask you last time you were on here because we did not yet have this little bit. Um... What is your first album purchase? Um, all right, so I ha- I kind of have two because there's one that I specifically remember asking. You only allowed one. At- only allowed oh, one. You okay. can have two. I can have two. Okay, good. I'm, I'm happy that we have that uh, confirmation. Um, <laughs> so my first one that I remember specifically asking for for Christmas from my parents that I didn't buy was uh, Bon Jovi. Um, I don't even remember the name of is the album now. Slippery, Slippery when, when wet. No, no, no. New it Jersey. Was, oh. I, you got to remember. I'm pretty Cross, young. Was like, it Crossroads? It was. It was later on. It was the one that. Um, was it the it's young my guns? life was on? Oh, like we're talking. 
I don't Yowzers. know, 2000 or so. I You're too young, Dennis. I, Get I know. out of here. I'm, I'm sorry. I apologize for the year I was born. It's My Life like came out like when I was like a full-grown adult. Yeah, yeah. So, we weren't teenagers anymore? Oh, we may have been. I don't know. <laughs> well, sure? I remember getting that album and being like so psyched about it. And it's Bon Jovi, it's Jersey. But I'm not the biggest Bon Jovi fan. I don't know like, why. Full stop. Actually, right? yeah. I should say both of my albums that I'm going to bring up here. Not the biggest fan of these bands, but for some reason at the time, I just felt like I needed that. The sure. Other one, the first one that I bought was Green Day's Dookie. Okay. That's a um, strong start yes. right there. See, so that one wasn't, and it wasn't when it came out. It was just, I loved Basket Case uh-huh. and um, When I Come Around, and I was like, I need this album. Sure. And you so got that from got, your older siblings. Uh, yes. Yes, definitely. I'm trying to figure out, okay, it came out in, so the song It's My Life came out in the year 2000, so okay. So I was a teenager yeah. still. I turned um, 11 in 2000, so that's not, of, that's not out, crazy. Get Come out on. of my house, basically. Right, well. No, I'm just kidding. Stay, stay, stay. <laughs> so we're going to have to fill the next 40 minutes with, uh, with <laughs> us I, awkwardly staring at each other. I don't Katie. know what the album's called. The album might also be called It's I, My I, Life. I was going to say that, but I wasn't sure enough to, to, to bring it up. I think, I think based on my cursory Google, it's also It's My Life. Well, it goes to show how um, meaningful that album was. Yeah, sure. None of us Absolutely. It really, it really stuck with you through for the past <laughs> 17 years. I just remember years. one song that was on it. Well, your second one is way cooler. Yes. Like Green Day Dookie was one of my favorite CDs as like a preteen uh, teenager slash as teenager. As a preteen teenager. As a preteen slash teenager. Slash that teenager. was okay, one of my favorite albums. Well, all right. Uh, it's still a good album. I'll it still is. Listen, I'll still, still listen oh, yeah. to She. She, like, that's she is a great song. I was going to mention oh. as amazing. Welcome to Paradise. Yeah. That was a good I like, think that was the song that like when I first listened to the whole album beginning to end, yeah. I was like, okay, I love this song. I, think, I didn't know it before. But and then the I bonus track, I Was Alone. I Was All By Myself. Right. That was a dirty song. That was a trace. A lot song. of that album was yeah. pretty dirty. The name of the album is Dookie. Sure. So, right. I mean, you kind of know what you're getting yourself into. I think when I come around is their best single. Definitely their best single off that album. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I do love a lot of American Idiots. Yeah, I, I agree. And like 21 Guns from the yeah. album after that is also a great song. But I love When I Come Around. That <sighs> it's, brings it's me fantastic. back. I love, I don't know, Basket Case always... That Basket was always the one that, I, that that got me to start with. I think, that was, I think that was the one that I first liked by Green mm-hmm. Day. I wasn't nuts in the long view. I yeah. love but, that song. Yeah. Well, I guess you were wrong. I guess you were wrong. <laughs> so I guess you were wrong. <laughs> yeah. I guess, shut up. Ouch. Mm. All right. Got it. Right. We could all agree on she. Myself. So let's <laughs> yeah, we, we got one. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Not a single. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, but today we are here to discuss, okay, this is a dual hit song. Um, because it was a legitimate hit for both Jim Steinman and Meatloaf. Um, the song is, of course... The second single off of Bad Out of Hell 2, the sequel to the album that was excellent. Bad, <laughs> <laughs> Bad Out of Hell 2, Back Into Hell by Meatloaf in 1993. Um, why they, wait, why didn't they just call it Bat Into Hell? Why did they have to go Bat Out of Hell, Back Into or what was it? Bat okay. Out of Hell, Back Into Hell. Yeah, why not like, just So just can I tell you what hell. this is referred to? Uh, okay. I, I was reading online, is the Bat Trilogy. Because there is a Bat <laughs> Out of Hell 3. <laughs> called like the demon gets loose or something like that oh, which has like no singles yeah 
off of it at all. So we have the Christopher Nolan Batman trilogy, and we have the Meatloaf just Bat Bat trilogy. trilogy, (laughs) Bat Out of Hell trilogy. It was also featured uh, on the 1981 Jim Steinman solo album, Bad for Good. Um, There's so many stats on this song. You know what's weird? Yes. It's a hit song for two artists, and I never heard of it before until... Oh, yeah. I, I agree. I feel exactly the same. Until way. your brother asked us to talk about it. Until well, I remember like sitting down in his living room several beers deep and mm-hmm. him just rolling through a YouTube playlist of like meatloaf hits. <laughs> I was definitely <laughs> asleep in like a child's bunk bed when this happened. That's great. <laughs> just a, a playlist of different versions. That's of what we rock do. And we'll do this, and then like we, it's inevitable that we get through like our foreigner hits, and then we work <laughs> our way through like sheriff. And oh, then... <laughs> I love it. Love it. That's just how things go down now. Um, Let's see. So for Jim Steinman, this song reached number 14 on the Billboard Mainstream Rock Tracks and number 32 on the Billboard Hot 100. Uh, The Meatloaf version was much more successful. No big surprise. Shockingly, yeah. Yeah, right. Went to number 13 on the Billboard Hot 100, number 10 on the Mainstream Top 40, number 25 on the Billboard Mainstream Rock, and number 24 on the adult contemporary, the album Bad Out of Hell 2 sold 14 million Holy copies. Holy moly. Not because of this song. I guarantee it is. <laughs> that is all. It's it's all. Um, I would do anything yeah. for love. But yeah. I just can't even believe that this song was a single. Yeah. Like, uh, honestly. Music video and everything. That video is insane. The video, I, I have a pretty good feeling we are going to be spending as much oh, time I discussing the video. That's, right. that's my favorite part. I think is, let's is try to save it so that right. we don't jump all around, but let's try to just It's talk like when you eat your vegetables song. first and then and we'll you right. get through sure. all the... Right. And then you can and have then ice end. cream. Yes. You get your ice cream. And there's going to be two bowls of ice cream because there are two mm. batshit crazy videos to yeah, talk oh yeah. about. <laughs> yeah, batshit. Well, I think they're oh, both like yeah. lunatics. Equally batshit with like if there's some sort of like uh, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like uh, uh, interest <laughs> over time. Like it is as batshit crazy <laughs> in '81. <laughs> I'm trying to make a comparison and I'm completely you're forgetting. Some, you're trying to do math. You're trying to do like just, a mathematical graph. I'm going to stop my thought because it's lost. Just let it go. Put yeah. it to bed. It is. Um, so where do we even start with this song? Well, it's hard to determine because I'm not sure what the chorus is. There is. I think that the chorus. Okay. So. Uh, I have a theory about what the chorus is. Dennis, do you think you know what the chorus is? Can we just I, get the first line? Theory. Can everybody That's have like a first line of their chorus? Oh, I have to find it. I'm going to go with I treasure your love. That's what I think is the chorus. Um, I feel like there's more of a chorus like to, like melody than there is like a chorus of words. I don't know that there's like an actual chorus. I want to divide it up into like A part, B part, C part, and then just say like a B B A C A B B like yeah it's I was thinking it was like the sonic. there's always something magic which uh, also does repeat. but that's but that's the same melody as the I treasure your love part I treasure your love I think maybe our smart approach here there's always something, something magic, magic. Yeah, it's, it's not the, the same there's huh? always something magic it's a different number of syllables but it's the same there's tune. always something new should we just sing along? Should we just do a sing along for this one? 
Do you want to just sing it a cappella? Well, I had to do like the side by side comparison. I think the melody's slightly different. I think our smart move is to just drill through the lyrics top to bottom and Be- read because them. there's no definitive chorus. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Because this thing is just so so insane. Like this <laughs> is this is like a Herculean effort to like tackle this. There's a lot happening. You feel like no matter what you say, you're not going to do it justice because <laughs> yeah. it, everything has so much meaning in, I was going to say, in and all of mind, it's but it's just, really Jim Steinman. And yeah. all of it's just like dumb meaning. Oh yeah. Uh, it's <laughs> it's it meaningless so to everyone else. It's so dumb. It's, but it's epic. It is oh, epic. extremely it's epic. It's very dramatic. It's super poetic, but not necessarily in a good way. But no, it's bad poetry. Not. It is middle school poetry. Yeah. Is what it is. It loses mm-hmm. the plot and then comes back There is to no it. plot. Don't oh. use the word plot. There is no plot. <laughs> That's a figure of There's some of lines that seem to have nothing to do with the line before it. Right. And there are some like, there, there are visuals that he's trying to explain that just are like garbage nothingness. Well, I have to tell you, I've done my best to make sense out of them. You have written a lot. <laughs> you have written more than I have. Yeah, we have Brad Brad here with a page of notes. I have, I Katie have with two, a notebook two full two of pages notes. Two pages of notes. <laughs> and I have a phone with the lyrics in front of You have a phone That's with the lyrics in front of me. I just want you to fly off the cuff and just like yeah. go for oh, it. I'm ready for it. So do we just start at the top? Yeah, let's go for do it. we just go? Um, uh, all right, I'm saying like, Two stanzas and then break it down. All right, we'll go break two stanzas at a time and we'll take turns reading. Okay. All right, uh, Dennis, do us do us the honor. All right, here. so I'm ending. I'm ending with the word songs. Correct. Correct. Okay. Um, you Don't spoil it, friends. <laughs> Spoiler alert! There, I guess I should have started with that. Uh, you can't run forever, but there's nothing wrong with getting a good head start. You want to shut out the night. You want to shut down the sun. You want to shut away the pieces of a broken heart. Think of how we'd lay down together. We'd be listening to the radio so loud and so strong. Every golden nugget, every golden Whoa. nugget, <laughs> coming like a gift of the gods. Nugget. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, someone must have blessed us when he gave us those songs. This is beautiful. I'm sorry, Brad ruined it. With uh, no, his, I with his crude. <laughs> you know what? I would have done the exact same thing. I, feel so like I can't Jim blame him. needs to call me when he's writing in the future. Just, <laughs> just be like, nugget. <laughs> but to be fair, the phrase golden nugget in there is so dumb. It, it's, it is really dumb. It is just like... It's meaningless. Yeah. Um, it's not meaningless. Oh, I think it's meaningless. But it is dumb. Mm, okay. I'll, <laughs> I'll wait till we get to I want to hear, hear, I wanna your, hear your, your argument for that, Katie. Well, what about the first stanza, though? We can't okay. just skip yeah, that. Start, you got to start at the beginning. The, the, the first stanza culminates with you want to shut away the pieces of a broken heart. Right. Which means that the narrator is obviously singing to a person who has a broken heart. Yes. And that is why they want to shut out the night and shut down the sun. Right. As if it were a factory. That shut it down. Break time. Break time in the sun. In sun world. That to me is a little bit weird. Like the symbolism there is a little bit weird. You know, I, I get wanting to shut out either the night or the sun, but shutting out both leaves you with nothing. Yeah, what, what's I, what's the middle ground? I also a lot wanna, of dusk. Mm-hmm. But I also want... It's just all dusk all the time. <laughs> I want to know what the person is running away from. Whatever broke, uh, broke the pieces yeah, of a broken heart. Yeah, the pieces of a broken heart. And are therefore needing a good head start? Well, it's saying, like, you can't run away from the emotions that 
come with your broken heart forever. Like that's impossible. At some point you have to face them. So you can get a good heart head start, right? Like there's nothing wrong with trying to run away from them, but ultimately you're going to have to face them. So you might, um, be so heartbroken that you have to get rid of everything, like everything that's positive, the sun, and everything that's negative, the night. But eventually, you're going to have to face all of this. This is this is where the whole, you know, you being having a degree in whatever literary, you, theory. literary in theory. anything, and you yeah. think about like meanings and things. I'm sitting there like, hey, shut up the night and the sun. Those <laughs> things are opposite. <laughs> like you're like, oh, there's it's meaning behind this, and I have no idea limbo what that means. Down. <laughs> um, I don't. I don't think this is a successful use of archetype, but no. he's trying to use some universal symbols in order to get a much across. like a middle schooler would. Right, right, right. Um. So then the second stanza here. Think of how we'd lay down together. We'd be listening to the radio so loud, and so strong. <laughs> We're listening to that radio. So strong. What's so a strong, strong radio? Hey, turn that radio stronger. Like, no, listen stronger. <laughs> yeah. You need to listen stronger. Wait, are you, okay, okay. Because the radio is loud. You're listening strong, though. Oh, that sounds like a golden nugget. <laughs> that's true. Is it the radio that's so strong, or is it their listening that's so strong? Because it's obviously the radio that's so loud. Either We're, one. How would any, either of them be described as strong? <laughs> either listen one is strong like, or the radio <laughs> That is not appropriate. Of which makes sense. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Uh, every golden nugget. Like, like, <laughs> I, know what the, I know what the golden nugget is. You know what the golden nugget is. Look at the whole the thing. The strong in radio sound, obviously. Yeah, uh, yeah I guess. Uh, the weird thing... Like All right, so I, I know I know we don't want to get into the video too much. All right, yet. but say what you need yet. to say. Here's my thing: is that, and the, the lyrics back this up is, and you said it before, one of you two, about <laughs> how he's comforting. Seems to be comforting someone with a broken heart. Mm-hmm. But then the first line of this stanza is, "Think of how we'd lay down together." And so it's like, are you... Are you the heartbreaker? Are you the heartbreaker? Are you, like, the rebound guy? Are you the Tom Petty backup band in and, this situation? And the problem here is that it's also... The video is him who... How old do you think Meatloaf was at the time? I'm talking about the Meatloaf video. Well, no, you got, yeah. it depends. Are you talking about his, like, Gypsy Goblin <laughs> character? Or? But, but what is he, like, 45 He's probably, years old yeah, I'd at say, this time? Yeah. Comforting, Meatloaf, like, an... 18-year-old Angelina Not even. Jolie. I think she's she might be younger than that. Maybe. So that's where We'd Lay Down Together confused me the first time. I was like, all right, so he's... Gross. Yeah, like, and, and his hands are all around her face. It's, it's just too much for me. But then he gets back to the theme. Mm-hmm. The well, We Lay Down Together just doesn't belong there. I... Uh, yeah. I'm going to go against all of my instincts and justify it. Okay. Just Do for it. fun. Do it, kid. So... I think the speaker is talking to somebody who's heartbroken because she is shutting herself away from the possibility of love. It's not that the speaker broke her heart. It's that she's heartbroken that their relationship has ended, but their relationship has ended because um, she is in so much internal, personal pain that she's distancing herself from this opportunity for love. And I think that comes up in the treasure your love Part. So I think here when it says think of how we lay together, it's trying to bring her back to 
like a moment where they connected. Like, I know you're heartbroken, but think about this flashback good time we had together. Maybe we could get back there. See, this song was described by Jim Steinman as... As nonsense? (laughs) Nonsense. (laughs) Described by me as nonsense. No, described by Jim Steinman as a, quote, prayer to rock music. Well, that... Is stupid. Yeah. <laughs> well, we haven't gotten to that part yet. That is coming from a agree. master of literary theory right there. <laughs> and so, like, but I'm reading these lyrics and saying, like, no, this is a, like, a comforting love song yeah. to somebody saying, like, you know what, like, you got to keep listening to that music you love. That'll get you through your heartbreak. Right, but it has something with those... With the connection between the two people as well, the speaker and the the heartbroken person who's being spoken to, because it's not remember when you listen to the radio, right? It's it's all about we and us. So golden um, nugget. The golden nuggets are the songs <laughs> on the radio, which are in turn a gift from God. The or gods. Actually, the, the gods. gods. So would you say that God gave those rock, rock and, and roll, roll songs <laughs> to them? Yes, I wrote <laughs> it calling down. it back. Call I need a high five. I need a high five. <laughs> It was, was too difficult. Was <laughs> too far away. There was high fives. There were, you heard there were terrible not. high fives happening. Unimportant. Um, so we made it through eight lines of this song. We did it, guys. <laughs> um, There's a lot more lines. We've made it through almost an entire Eddie Murphy's worth <laughs> of this song. One more line and we're right, there. This, this song has 500,000 lines. Good this is Lord. the anti-party all the time. <laughs> oh, yes. Basically. Um, this is what I think is the chorus coming up. Okay. Uh, do you mind if I read it? Go for the next it. two stanzas. And then I'll here? read what I think is the chorus. Ooh, Ooh, perfect. Fancy pants. Uh, I treasure your love. I never want to lose it. You've been through the fires of hell, and I know you've got the ashes to prove it. I treasure your love. I want to show you how to use it. You. <laughs> now, like I just had the there's no loaf, loaf, end of that loaf Jolie ra- romance happening there. Like I don't you've been about through it. you've been through a lot of pain in the dirt, and I know you've got the scars to prove it. So now I'm trying to uh, link this with the eight previous lines. Right. Go ahead. He's is he pining after a girl? who has had her heart broken by somebody else. Maybe. What that's, do you think? That's what I've gotten out of this so yeah. far. Or that has been like so hurt by life. In some, she's clearly had some kind of struggles that are keeping her from having a relationship with him, whether it's like being burned by another relationship or just other life experiences. Or by I, an exploding carrier. Uh, a jukebox. A jukebox, exploding sorry. Ju- okay, or so. she was burned by an exploding jukebox. <laughs> yeah, one of the I, need to, I need to throw something out there because like, it's what creeps me out so much is, uh, if anybody doesn't know, this video stars Meatloaf as Troll Gypsy Meatloaf 
and and also as just meatloaf and also as just (laughs) meatloaf i thought that was the same character (laughs) it's hard to tell i didn't realize that there were two different characters that was what i took it as is he was singing as two different people throughout the video and he his romantic (laughs) interest is runaway teenager angelina jolie in her first professional acting job ever where she must be 18 at the oldest yeah Yeah. exactly yeah and so when he's sitting there, like, caressing her face with the back of his fingertips, singing, I treasure your love, I am grossed out. It is grossed so uncomfortable. out. It is so ir- And she's, like, got to act like she loves this troll love, this <laughs> troll gypsy love. Well, It is troll gypsy, right? Is he something different? Yes, tro- I agree. And and I have to share that Meatloaf is currently 70 years old. Okay. Which means that when this song came out, he was over 50 then. So yeah. he was born he, in what, 57? Uh, actually, no, I shouldn't say no, that. No, 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 he was He over was like 46 40. years old. And Angelina Jolie... So, actually, I think I got that exactly right. ...is 42. Whoa. So he is 28 years older than her. Good math. Oh, boy. Thank you. That's not my area of expertise. <laughs> that is my area of expertise, <laughs> and I was not the one to uh, bring that stat. I'm still, like, well. carrying the one. <laughs> you're know. still trying to make that graph happen <laughs> that you were going through I got earlier. One, I got one through nine down. <laughs> um, so, in 1993, she was 18, and he was... I think she had to be of legal age in order 41. to participate. In this so video, forty-one I think that's and no, no, no. I'm wrong. I'm wrong. I'm wrong. He was older. Than no, that. because he was there's 45. there's gangster kid. Oh, that's true. He's, He's got to be like eleven. Younger. We haven't gotten to that part yet. Though. No, we have. Oh. Wait, shh, quiet. <laughs> I'm <laughs> doing math. <laughs> in 1993, she was 18, so he was 30. No, no, he was 40. 45. Six. six. 46. Somebody we did is, it. Somebody is right now yelling at their car stereo. 46. <laughs> 46. It's 46 years old. Stop being an idiot. There's a lot said. of people yeah. yelling at their car stereo right now. <laughs> There's at least eight people yelling at their car stereos, some of which is about math. So, so anyway, that's oh. a gross age difference. Is it what is I'm a saying. grotesque. 18 and 46 yeah, so is he's, gross. He's now gone. He's either. There's one of two things happening here. In this song, either he is the guy comforting her, yeah, and also like, hey, why don't we, uh, why don't we get something going too? Me and why don't we lay down together? Yeah, let's lay down together. Yeah, I treasure you. Feel your love. about Come some on. golden nutted? That's the first option. Or guess who golden nutted? <laughs> <laughs> the other option is he's going back and forth between the guy who was scorned or scorned her in some way, and also the guy who's. Trying to comfort her. I think there's one. It, it, I, I, I can't think there's one speaker. I do. I think there's one speaker in this. I think that makes Meatloaf slash Jim Steinman look worse, though. I so here's here's my impression of how Jim Steinman writes lyrics. I get the distinct impression that he just says like, "Oh, I've got a good line that I can write down," and then finds a way to just like squeeze other Let's, lyrics yeah, around yeah, it. I, yeah. I like that theory. So then you end up with. Phrases like a golden nugget coming like a gift of the gods. He's like, like I the, need to say a gift of the gods, but I don't know how to get there. Because well, right. I I think that's because he intended this to be a prayer to rock and roll, and yet that's like the only that's the only like religious imagery. Any good polytheistic uh, rock and roll anthem is going to have to say the god somewhere. Yeah, or gods plural. Yeah. Oh gosh. <laughs> 
Why do we keep getting into religion when I'm here? Because <laughs> Dennis, you got you got that aura. I about have that you. look about me. Teresa would enjoy. Into, Teresa we... would enjoy that a lot more. Let's let's That's keep true. Teresa on the religious side. I don't know if everybody knows that frequent guest Teresa is Dennis's sister. That's right. That's I, how we know Dennis in the first place. I think, yeah, I think Dennis is Teresa's brother. I think oh, that's, that's really what snap. this is. Oh, boy. I, well, Gauntlet I mean, you, you guys knew Teresa down. first, so I'll take the back we seat. No, we didn't know Teresa before you did. Oh, well, I, I mean, you knew her before you knew me. Oh, okay. I yeah, obviously yeah. have known Teresa since the day I was born, so. <laughs> I was um, say, yes, like, when I didn't did know you a lot of people before you? her. I guess my mom. That's about it. <laughs> the only one. Yeah. It's the only one. Uh... Okay, yeah. so... Where are we? I, we I don't know. We're spot. only eight lines into this right. song. No, no, I think no we've we're 12. Eight now. 13, Have we done 12? We're like 16, okay. 17, 18, 19. We're oh, like 20 lines. 16 to 20? You should remember. Well, Katie, all I know is that you are going to read what you think is the chorus. No, because you didn't read as much as you were supposed to. You got to finish your stanza here. You your were supposed to read stanza. Remember Everything That I Told You. Oh, I thought that's what you thought was the... No. No, no, no. Okay... Remember everything that I told you, and I'm telling you again that it's true. And when you're alone and afraid, and you're completely amazed to find there's nothing anybody can do, keep on believing, and you'll discover, baby. Yeah. And then I'll get into it. Is it just me, or is this entire stanza just like filler? It's like, remember, the first two lines mean nothing. Remember everything I told you, and I'm telling you again that it's true. It's like, yeah. All right, get on get, with you what you're keep saying. Going, keep yeah. talking. You know? like, keep talking, Steinman. Continue with your point. Uh, when you're alone and afraid and you're completely amazed, like, again, it, it's all set up. None of it is actually meaningful. To yeah. me. Well, those two lines don't hang together. Like, when you're alone and afraid and completely amazed. Oh, yeah. Amazed doesn't work there. Yeah. And I was trying to defend this song. But... I get when you're alone and afraid needing to remember what he's told her, which is that, like things can get better and remember that music is a gift to the gods and all this stuff. Like, fine, it's stupid, but it makes sense. Like, mm-hmm. if the story works. But um, when you're alone and afraid and completely amazed, that sentence doesn't make completely sense. Completely amazed. That, that clause doesn't To find there's nothing anybody can do. What right. the hell are you talking about, Simon? Well, no, no, no. Actually, you just made it make sense. Oh. Because yeah, of the yeah. whole... <laughs> That was a royal F up on my part. I did not intend to do that. If the whole thought is when you're alone and afraid and completely amazed to find Oh, you're amazed to find that that nothing anybody can do, keep on believing, that makes sense. I take it back. I'm sorry, Jim Steinman. That totally makes sense. When you're amazed that, um, you know, you're feeling helpless, right? Or there's nothing anyone can do to help you then remember that you need to keep on believing. Can I just point out that like... Totally inspirational, guys. I love in the Jim Steinman version of this song when he sings the keep on believing and you'll discover, baby, because that's where his voice... Well, I shouldn't say his voice because this song was not (laughs) sung by Jim Steinman. He's just in the video? He's just in the video. He wrote it. It was sung by a singer named Rory Dodd who did background vocals on the Bat Out of Hell albums, on on the Bat trilogy. That's not what he's most famous for, though. Rory Dodd? No. What is he most he famous for? He is the guy in Total Eclipse of the Heart. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. He sang Turn Around Bright Eyes. Yes, I did. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? Yeah. Which was also written by Jim Steinman. What? Yeah. My mind is blown. Um, but yeah, so Rory Dodd went uncredited as the lead singer of this song. And so in the video, when we have fat-faced Jim Steinman <laughs> sitting there doing his like power hands and his future gloves... 
Like, that's Rory Dodd with the power hands. But and, it's Jim Steinman's and face. And all this time, I thought Jim Steinman didn't have a very good voice. He doesn't. But it was Rory, Rory Dodd. Dodd who doesn't But he kind of does a, have a great voice because... No, tell me you don't no. sing along with Total Eclipse of the Heart. Every part of it. All right. Yeah, the Bonnie Tyler part. No. Okay. All parts, come on. The, yeah, the Nikki French part. We just heard that earlier today. I guess what I'm trying to say is because I didn't know until right now that he was in Total Eclipse of the Heart, is that his voice is much better than in that song. Because That's true. Singing, singing this song, especially comparing him to Meatloaf singing this song, no, it That's, doesn't work. That when doesn't you think about Meatloaf, that like every I single like Meatloaf song is like an over-the-top epic like rock opera. His oh, yeah, voice absolutely. is incredible. In, that's what I was going to say. Everybody sees Meatloaf and this like kind of chubby, kind of... Older than he's, he's bitched and it's Bob. Like uncomfortable it's guy Bob. that has an incredible voice. And because we see Meatloaf, and he's got a silly name, like Meatloaf, yeah. come on. But because of that, everybody forgets, oh yeah, he is freaking killing it right yeah. now in this song and hitting yeah. notes that Rory Dodd is struggling to hit. You Jim ever hear Steinman him sing, can't even attempt to hit. You right. ever hear him sing Bad Out of Hell? You know that that oh. guy like gets like red-faced, sweaty, I love, I, belting, like... I didn't mention it before, but I love meatloaf. Like love seriously, meatloaf. no. Like I agree. I will get into a meatloaf hole. Oh, I'm yeah. in a third that of that. By terrible. the way, yes. I'm I, on board. Yeah, like, meatloaf is so underappreciated for all the reasons I said. Yeah, and meanwhile, like, try going to a wedding and someone playing "Paradise by the Dashboard Light," right. and you're not sure. on the dance floor. Right, just try to like, sit still. Going after it. Yeah. yeah, you're not a fun person. Then I'm we sorry. we went to a wedding where one of like the the bride was like super drunk, like singing basically karaoke style, two out of three ain't bad. I, <laughs> I don't remember who this was. Please don't tell, tell me on you, microphone. I'll tell you we're not recording. <laughs> <laughs> it was the same one where we saw the worst uh, uh, maid of honor speech we've ever seen in our I life. I know exactly what wedding This sounds like such an interesting yeah. wedding. I wish we'll, I'd been we'll at it. We'll tell you when the mics are off. Fantastic. Um, it wasn't my wedding. But yeah, <laughs> no, we so, weren't there. So, jeez. Oh, but uh, <laughs> the point I was originally trying to make was when Rory Dodd is singing Keep on Believing and You'll Discover Baby, his voice is cracking so much and he has this like chorus behind him, this mm-hmm. choir, I should say, singing Keep, Keep on, on Believing and, <laughs> and You'll Discover Baby. It's <laughs> this is that's where the epicness really comes yeah. into the song, I think. I think the, well the background singers. Yeah, I agree. Um the Meatloaf version produced by Todd Rundgren. He sang, uh, I don't want to work, I just want to bang on the drums all day. Oh, yeah. He's like a super producer. and Is that an actual job title? Well, producer is. I added the super because <laughs> I'm assuming he was bitten by a radioactive producer. <laughs> I don't know. Like, uh, but, you know, like, and he really has a knack for making these things super crazy epic. Yeah. So, good, good for you. Run grid? I guess. Yeah. Seems sure. to have worked for Is him. that what I'm going yeah. for? When you're alone and afraid and you're completely amazed to find there's nothing anybody can do. Keep on believing and you're the star, baby. All right, Katie. Now we're up to Katie's chorus. I mean, I think Treasure of Love might actually be the chorus. But, Don't back out now. But this is also repeated, and so that's why it's confusing which one is the chorus. Anyway, I'm going to read this, and then I'll read the next part after the instrumental bridge. Okay. So I read two stanzas. 
There's always something magic. There's always something new. And when you really, really need it the most, just note there's two reallys. I just want <laughs> I everyone to know. I was laughing about it. And I was trying not to interrupt. <laughs> <laughs> and when you really, really need it the most, that's when rock and roll dreams come through. The beat is yours forever. The beat is always true. And when you really, really need it the most, that's when rock and roll dreams come through for you. Instrumental bridge. Uh, and I'll, get, I'll get back to the next part. Oh, boy. Okay. So I have, I have two reallys the first time and one really the second time. Yeah. I'd have to go back and listen to see if they, they, they doubled up the really both times. I have two reallys and two really. Okay. So we've got lyrics discrepancies. Uh, as, as it's usual. happened before. Really, really? Yeah, I have, I have really once the second time. I have it twice. Regardless. Re- back-to-back really is uh, in writing, in uh, clearly in song, is absurd. That's, I, I that's can't Steinman, ha- I'm telling you, that's Steinman having music and not enough lyrics uh, to go with it. Okay. Right, he's like, I need syllables. That's and I'm going to fill in filler. the blank. Yeah. But I'm going to tell you that advice that I always give to my students, whether they're my college students or my high school students, is you want to get rid of words like a lot really, very. They're just filler. They don't have any meaning. Just put the F word in there Right, instead. they don't. <laughs> oh, maybe you don't that's, tell your students that's that. That's the advice <laughs> I give only to my college students. Okay, got my it. My high school students are a little too young for that. My college students are when like... When you're studying at university, you can get away When you're studying at, you know, a, a prestigious university, uh, the advice you get from your professor in your first year writing course is obviously when you need a placeholder, just put the F word in there. Okay. Yeah, that's that's the professional advice that I would give. I didn't take many writing, sure. co- writing Dennis, classes in college. I'm glad, yeah. I'm glad though, that something stuck. <laughs> Not just baseball, <laughs> nerd. Um, I do have a defense for this as the chorus. Please. Okay. It's a stupid defense, but it's a defense nonetheless. This is... The verse that's repeated that also includes the title, and if the title is kind of communicating the main idea of the song, I'm not sure that it is, but <laughs> that's besides the point. Then I would say this is the chorus. What do you think "Rock and Roll Dreams Come Through" means as opposed to "True"? I don't know. Yeah, I I wrote that down as well. I I have kind of a half theory on this. Go for it. Um, and it's a little bit. Um, self-important Jim Steinman and Meatloaf their knowledge of life is and what happened in their life is whatever they got down they had these problems and then they became rock and roll musicians mm. so their rock and roll dreams came through anytime they got down about a ah. uh, you know a heartbreak or whatever then their rock and roll dreams came through and it was like Some that golden is, nuggets yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is so like rare like nobody else's rock and roll dreams come through but because but why that's does that work? Them, that's what they're writing lyrics. Why about. does that work over come true? Because when something comes through, that expression means um, that it that it occurs or that it appears in a time of need. So if yeah. I say like I'll come through for you, gotcha. that means like if you're having a difficulty, I'll be there. If you, Dennis, that was if you need brilliant. A, yeah. I'm happy to happy to have provided that. If if you need a base hit with a runner on third base with two outs, yeah. that guy comes through. That's right. That's, That's right. In the clutch. That's the way I feel about it. Okay, my mind is blown because I had a huge problem with <laughs> that line and with that being like the title of the song. And Dennis just cleared it up. I have no problem with it anymore. <laughs> oh. it's done. I think it's genius. It uh, makes perfect sense. Well, 
All right. Uh, <laughs> Rad remains skeptical. I, I'm just like, I feel like this song is better if you don't know what the lyrics are. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> if, 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 like, if I spoke a foreign language, this song <laughs> would be much, much better. I don't think either of us are going to argue with you I, there. No. I'm on board with that. Um, Dennis, can you pick up where we left off here? All right, so we're I at, thought I got to uh, read no, this. Oh, I, uh, sorry. I thought you had read I just took a break. I, I think it's Katie gets this one, and then we each get one more. There's a lot of stanzas. There's so much. There is some repeating, but maybe we'll just read it anyway. Because <laughs> it changes slightly. They're not, none of them are exactly, yeah, exactly. the same. Mm-hmm. Exactly, which is why I felt like we couldn't just start with like a chorus yeah. reading. And the, yeah. Ugh. Katie, would you do us the honor? Once upon a time was a backbeat. Once upon a time, all the chords came to life. This is my favorite line coming up here. And that... I can't. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. <laughs> I need to get my shit together. Uh, and the angels had guitars even before they had wings. If you hold onto a chorus, you can get through the night. In a song with no chorus, he talks about the chorus... <laughs> that was so difficult. I think my face is really red from just trying not to this laugh. This is the same night that the person wanted to shut out the very, very first verse of the song. Well, if they hold on to the chorus, then they won't need to shut out. The can night. we just can we just focus on the angels line? Can we just like spend <laughs> the only one the that next matters in twenty this minutes stanza. talking about the angels? Well, lay it on us, Brad. What and are the you angels had guitars even before they had wings, like. How do I how do I even start this? How do I even start this? We can just agree universally that that is ridiculous, right? <laughs> yes. I, we can just I say, don't think even Jim Steinman thinks that has meaning. And then we follow it up with the line, and if you hold on to a chorus, you can get through the night. I can understand that in just about any other context, unless the line immediately before it <laughs> happens to be, and the angels had guitars even before they had wings. It's like is, music is so holy. No, I can't do it. I can't do it, guys. This is so preposterous. That is such a (laughs) preposterous line. That is, again, a middle schooler who thinks they're writing some real deep shit. I think it's beautiful imagery. I think you need to stop what you're doing. Because I'm I'm about about to ruin (laughs) what you're saying right now. Oh, man. So we, this best is this line in the song. Best line in the song. Yeah, best, worst Best line. and worst, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Best for our, uh, for our sakes. Yeah. Brad, what do you think about all the, like, the musical allusions here, though, in, in the stanza before and this one? Like, the beat is yours, and then once upon a time there was a backbeat. Once upon a time all the chords came to life. Like, how do you, how do you feel about that? I You're feel, our resident musician. I feel as a musician and songwriter, like... This guy has no business putting pen to paper. <laughs> <laughs> but this is the same dude who wrote, he wrote Bad Out of Hell, the original album, right? Yeah. And so it's not like he's completely incapable. But you know the phrase. There's some like, fantastic songs. It, yeah. It's better to burn out than to fade away. This guy should have burned yeah. out. And like, how many years were between the two albums? It was what? like, what, 15 years, something like that? This was 93. And that was like seventy three, I think. Oh, so it was no. like twenty, yeah. 20 years. I th- well, right. when was Rocky Horror? Because it was before, or like Meatloaf. I found out was cast in Rocky Horror before Bad Out of Hell. So, so like at the time of Bad Out of Hell too, we're closer okay, so to 
Fight Club meatloaf than we are to Bat Out of Hell yeah. 1 meatloaf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rocky Horror, the original, came out in 1971. Oh, it was definitely after No, that. excuse me, 1975. I was I thinking still think it was the movie. Before. I'm telling you, I think it was like 78 is what But was that's, my guess. that's unimportant. Regardless. He wrote great songs yes. in it's the 70s. It's 1977. So Bad <sighs> Out of Hell came out in 77. So Rocky Horror okay. came out just two years before that. So, but like, he could have gotten away with just being like the writer of this, like what's often described as like, Wagnerian, like the composer, you know, Nazi sympathizer Wagner. 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 Come on. I was like, who is Wagner? <laughs> Kurt Wagner, Nightcrawler from the X Men. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. I think. Is Honus, he also Honus Wagner? You know, Wagner? Very though? first baseball card. That's a Dennis thing. Yeah. Okay. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> Billy Wagner, maybe? I don't know what that is. He's a relief pitcher. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I was gonna get. I knew I was gonna get a absurd baseball reference in there. Congratulations! The like nobody needs uh, to know it. Okay, go ahead. Like this guy could have gotten away with just writing the music, mm-hmm. and instead he had to write words. And like, it was a mistake. It was a mistake. But he wrote words for these other songs, though, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, he was clearly capable at some point in his life of doing this. Sure. It was just, what, 15 years, 16 years previously. I know, I know well, people no, no, that no, like, he... ran companies when they were young, but as they got older, started to fall apart. And like The other thing is, though, he wrote this song only like... Four th- years yeah. after Bad Out of Hell came out. I mean, yeah. Bad Out of Hell 1 comes out in 77, and this song is released by Jim Steinman, and... Uh, 81. 81. So, and, and it was a hit. And then it yeah. was a hit again. Yeah. A bigger hit. So. I mean, because it's Meatloaf. It was we're a huge hit. We're criticizing him, but it's he did success. He did better than this any of us did. So, yeah. uh, this song was actually more popular in Costa Rica than it was in the United States. <laughs> so. Why Costa Rica? Costa is, the, is there a reason for that? Yeah, there was some television show that it was featured on an awful lot, and I forget what it was called. I forget what the show was called, but there was another little tidbit that I picked up today. Um, guys, Maybe it just gets back to your theory about language. Like, well, obviously, they speak English in Costa Rica because people speak English all over the world, but they also but that's speak not their Spanish. First language. The official language is Spanish. I think so. it also plays into your theory that this would be a better song if it didn't have lyrics. At all. Yeah, like, so yeah. like they're hearing the, the melody. He could have like, just been saying la, 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 la. Yeah, it doesn't... Do they speak English that much in Costa Rica? I, I mean, I don't really that. know. I've never been there. The official language is Spanish. So, so if Spanish people are listening to this song, for the sake of like, argument, awesome. let's say, like, yeah, this is because they have no idea what it means. The words might be stupid, but we don't have to. It's know. like Americans listening to Despacito. Yeah. Okay. Like nobody yeah, knows what it means. It's just awesome. This sounds oh. cool. know where we left off was it we got, uh, once upon a time there was a backbeat and then yeah, that uh, was the last one. oh yeah if you hold on to the chorus you can get through the night which is also dumb that's also dumb mm-hmm. uh, the night which they've already shut out so much of this song we didn't even get to talk about the video yet we haven't even gotten into either of the videos right oh, aside from like the angelina jolie and troll meatloaf 
Well, should we all in a row read the last three stanzas that are sort of knock it out? Knock it out and get to the video because that is the meat and potatoes. So we'll go Dennis, Brad, me, and then we'll talk about any different lines that are there, and then we'll like get into these videos because this is so much that we need a plan, guys. Okay. I didn't. I I knew there was a lot with this song, but it's. Like it's really a lot. This is, a lot. This is why it took a long time <laughs> to get to this one. This was suggested like months ago. Yeah, well, you're so. waiting for me. You're waiting for the. Episode. We needed our epic guy. Yeah, well, I'm happy oh, to man. be that guy. Uh, All right, so Dennis, we get back you, just, into it you with... just signal off to me when you're done reading, and I'll pick I'm, it up from I'm there. I'm ready to go. Uh, I treasure your love. I never want to lose it. You've been through the fires of hell, and I know you've got the ashes to prove it. I treasure. You, I treasure you, love. <laughs> Not your. He changes. No, that no, too. that's a typo. No, no, I think he changes. We'll have to go back. It and was like I treasure you, comma love. Because I have I treasure your love. Does anybody oh, really? else find the word okay. treasure like a little barfy? Oh, so oh definitely. hundred percent. Yeah, so um, I, I treasure you, love. I want to show you how to use it again. We've been through the through a lot of pain in the dirt, and I know you've got the scars to prove it. Remember everything that I told you. And I'm telling you again that it's true. You're never alone. And this is my other favorite line. This is my favorite line. Because you can put on the phones (laughs) and let the drummer tell your heart what to do. Keep on believing. And And you'll discover. discover, Thank you, Mr. Dodd. (laughs) There's always something magic. There's always something new. And when you really, really need it the most, that's when rock and roll dreams come through. The beat is yours forever. The beat is always true, and when you really, really need it the most, that's when rock and roll dreams come through for you. Woo! That is it. And then the beat is yours forever, that's when rock and roll dreams come through, repeats to fade. Oh, is that what yours says? Yeah. Katie, where, how would you like to stack this next to like uh, Virgil? Or Homer. Oh, get out of my face. Come on. Sometimes these questions are ridiculous and unfair. Is that question as ridiculous as the song itself? Yes. That question is ridiculous as the song itself. Um, You know, there was something that I had to say about the the treasure verse that I didn't get to before. I kind of forgot about it. You've been through the fires of hell... And I know you've got the ashes to prove it. I think ashes is a weird reference. Like, I mean, obviously, I know that when things burn, they turn to ash. But I think, see, I don't I, think that's like the most obvious place to go when you go through a fire. See, I think that's that's maybe my favorite line in the song. You like it? Wow. Yeah. You think it's legit? Good. I do. It's like the yeah. third time you've said that. I think. But the other but two were ironic, and this one's <laughs> genuine. Really but I, how do you like really? Choose. How do you choose like pizza over a bagel? You know, like they're both excellent. <laughs> okay. You know, I didn't know where you were going with that. That's unimportant. <laughs> that makes as much sense as anything Jim yeah, Steinman wrote. Yeah, we could say yeah. anything, and it would still when be I, as meaningful. I'm just saying, like when I think of someone walking through the fire, I don't think of them turning to ashes. I think of them being burned. Maybe, maybe they were they're holding something the and ashes. that turned to ashes. The maybe ashes like the relationship is turned to maybe. ashes or something. Oh. I mean, it's fair. I I just don't personally love it. I would have taken it in a different direction. I think I scar. I mean, they use scars later on. I would have used I think that would have made sense too. You know, if you go through the fire, burns, the burns, scars to, to prove it, burns it. to prove it. Ashes. I agree. I, I like ashes, ashes more than burns, weird. though. I'll tell you that. I I like scars there, and I know you've got the scars to prove it. And then the last line, I would have changed to something else. Can we get to... You've been through a lot of pain in the dirt also is kind of it's a weird, weird line. Stupid. It doesn't yeah. really make much sense. 
And why are you getting scarred? Jim Steinman's writing. Fire, so he's writing. <laughs> he's overwriting. Yes. He's overwriting. Mm-hmm. Is that what it you is? Can is that what the problem is? I actually completely agree. I like that that theory because he's got the same melody going twice in a row. Just repeat it. Repeat the the chorus. Right. Which I I've now come to the conclusion that this is the chorus. This is the chorus. Because you are, you've already said it earlier on. Just say it again. Plenty of people have done that. Can we can we talk about the best line here? No, 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 wait, but... Are you not... Oh, okay. Are we saying that all three of these stanzas together are the chorus? Because all three of these stanzas repeat? Up through the remember everything that I told you? So, I treasure your love all the way through there's always something magic. Because all three of those repeat. I treasure your love all the way through there's always something magic. Like We've, we've been talking for how long so and we still don't know? I think uh, the whole point of this, I think... Like you said, he's overwriting here. Yeah. Is that he's like, well, I don't need a chorus. I can write a song that doesn't have one. It repeats several lines, Other, what and then doesn't stuff. repeat where you think it should repeat. Yeah, again, I think it's like a like I'm gonna write part A. I'm gonna write part B. I'm gonna write part C, Let's and then I'll just arrange a. it like A B A B C A B C A. Like unimportant. But yeah, it's it's he's overwriting. He's getting like overambitious. Wait, I gotta check that though. What are we checking? I I disagree with you because you're saying that the pattern is random, but it's not. There are verses, right? There's verse one and verse two, and then there's these three exact verses, right? I treasure your love. Remember everything that I told you. There's always something magic. Then there's a bridge. There's an instrumental bridge, and then there's a a, a lyrical bridge. Once upon a time was a backbeat. And then there's the same three stanzas repeated. I treasure your love. Remember everything that I told you. There's always something magic. Yeah. So there is a definitive it's, pattern so to it's the al- song. Yeah, it's almost like there's a first verse, then a really long chorus, then a bridge, then the really long chorus again. Yeah. Right. But yeah. not there's no second verse. There's no verse. second verse. It's just like really when long When you said epic instrumental chorus. Break, were you talking about that like really sick saxophone solo? Yeah, that, that badass I, sax. That super sexy sax part. The sexiest sex? Ooh, baby. Yes. <laughs> Makes me want to have sex. Saphone. <laughs> <laughs> as much sex as possible. Um, I'm just saying that that there is a discernible pattern. Sure. It's an unconventional one, but it's there. It, it's needlessly epic. It is. <laughs> definitely. Epically epic. Oh, so you're saying that you needed it to I'm be. I'm doubling need down. That. Wow. I need that kind of I, epic. I would uh, definitely yeah. agree it's needless. I would say that. <laughs> agree to um, disagree. Brad, you want to talk about your favorite, your second favorite, oh, favorite line? I really, what I want to do is I want to get you started on my favorite line here. You're never alone. <laughs> That's about right. I'm yeah. delighted. Yeah. You're <laughs> never alone because you can put on the phones. <laughs> And let the drummer tell your heart what to do. Why do you have to put on headphones for that? And why are headphones the phones? And the it's phones. The best. I love That's it. That's where you receive ah. the golden golden nuggets from. That's what you you get, get the golden nuggets through your phone. Nutted. Right in your phones. I mean, I guess you think about it earlier in the song. He's saying we'd be listening to the radio so loud and so strong. They're clearly listening it to listening together, mm-hmm. loudly and strongly. And um, then Listen later strong. on, he's like, "Look, I can't always be there." 
But you can put on the phones. Yeah. I want to create. And you got it on your own. Oh, s- Dennis is killing it with the literary analysis. I want to create a series of rubber bracelets that say "Listen Strong." Oh, that's beautiful. They have little headphone icons on the them. Little headphone icons. Can we, they're like strong. They're like they have, muscular headphones. They have little, little muscles. It's it. like the earphones with little arm muscles. Little guns. muscles. Can we always refer to headphones as listen strong? As just the phones. The phones. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think now he thought he was inventing some sort of like super slang? cool slang? Yeah, I oh, think so. Oh man. And Incredible. it's beautiful. And then the rest of the song is the same. Remember everything that I've told you. So does that mean we need to get into the video now? I'm ready oh, to talk plural. about because the video. Because the video is the best thing about this ridiculous song. When you say the video, which video are no, you talking about? the videos. I meant to pluralize that. All right. So let's start in 81 with Jimmy Steinman. Um, Dennis. Dennis. Tell us what you thought about the Jim Steinman video. Oh, God. Uh, all right. So you have Jim Steinman standing in the back yeah. of this Set stage. I don't know. Post-apocalyptic yeah. setting. <laughs> he's on. Yeah, and and he's on some sort of pedestal alone. Um, that really. He's no, so like no phones. The no phones. Symbolism <laughs> of him literally standing on a pedestal. Oh yeah. There's, a lot, there's a lot going on there. And and so he's sing- lip syncing, not singing as <laughs> right. we've gone over already. And there's no movement at all. He is standing completely still. Every yeah. once in a while, he'll move an arm, make a fist it's motion. It's all arm. It's all yeah. arm. But cross other than that, arms. yes, crosses arms, his chest. arms up. Other than that, the only movement is his mouth. Yeah, lip syncing the his words. Big fat face. Um, but in front of him, his face is disproportionate to his body. Yes, definitely. he has a disproportionately fat face. And meanwhile, at the same time, going on in front and around him is. Some sort of interpretive dance. It's beautiful. With, uh, <laughs> see, I'm not a dance guy. I'm sitting there watching. It's like this is crazy. It is also crazy. crazy. So, and they're like worshiping a guitar, and I. It's very odd. It's a very long interpretive dance with a prop guitar. Um, the guy slowly takes. T- his he shirt takes off, off his, his wife beater. <laughs> like he so dresses slowly. for the maiden. No one's ever taken a shirt off slower than that ever. <laughs> He's got these teeny tiny, he's got denim underwear on, <laughs> and then he slowly peels off his like, wife beater. Boxer briefs are looser than the shorts yeah, he was yeah. wearing. I can make out the veins on his nuts. Like, oh, it was... too graphic. <laughs> uh, but seriously, he and the female dancer are wearing identical, just denim underpants, the yeah. tiniest shorts, and she's wearing a leotard, and he's wearing this like, tank top and the shorts but then he slowly removes oh, it to the music it's incredible but the, no the best thing is like all like the way the camera is set up is that your it's just your torso. focus is on the lady and all you see is like the back of his rib cage <laughs> as he peels off his he's tank so top he's so ripped though good for him just well, from I mean, all the dancing yeah he's yeah. done a lot of dancing and they are the two of them and understandably so because this was probably two people who've dedicated their life their lives to dance right they are taking it so seriously. Oh, jobs yeah. and jobs and everything. Hey, I'm sure they got paid handsomely for this. They were like, this is our big break. We are working with Jim Steinberg. You know what's a bummer? I'm sure they didn't get paid handsomely. 
They, they probably, probably just got not enough. paid a little bit and were super psyched about the exposure. They were like, Mom, guess what? <laughs> I'm going to be in a video. And to be honest, they're both incredible dancers. But They that, do a great job. There's no doubt about it. That guy is killing it. Like, she's not... This is going to sound so stupid, but just bear with me. She's not, like, dancing through her face. Like, her whole... <laughs> Just bear with me. Just bear with me. We will me. bear with you. Her whole body is doing the the movement of the dance very beautifully, but you don't feel the emotion of it through her face. And like that's understandable because the song's ridiculous. But the male dancer, that man's an actor too. Like I'm believing so Katie, the I'd emotion like to know, of the song so when he's dancing. Are you are you perhaps saying that she is not aboard the hot tamale train? She's not on the hot tamale train. Mary Murphy wouldn't be screaming her head off. She's not going to be America's favorite dancer. Wah, wah. I'm so, but he could be. In 1981. Be. He could be. And can I tell you my favorite part of the video? Well, I'm excited about it. It, it isn't like the vulture. So you, but you like this video better. This yes. is your favorite of the two. Oh, okay. absolutely. This girl loves a dance. All right. Okay. Uh, there is an Arthurian legend, just illusion, at the beginning of the video when he pulls the guitar from Out the, of the stone. stone. Oh, okay. Come on. And the okay, lightning yeah. strikes. I forgot about that part. And there's, it's amazing. So, you want to know my favorite part of the video? Yes. Is Steinman's outfit. All right? He's got this <laughs> shirt on that's like, the chest piece is all just like black pleather. Yeah. And then it's like cloth sleeves that might be navy blue. But then his gloves on, they look like he's just come in from snow shoveling. <laughs> I called them his psycho black gloves. I, I'm sure he just murdered someone. See, I those thought gloves. that they were welder's gloves. So I'm <laughs> happy that we all had I black. said that they basically look like the glove version of Napoleon Dynamite shoes. <laughs> like, it's so, perfect. That's They're amazing. like high top gloves. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> if you had Reebok pumps as <laughs> yes. gloves. Well, they do look pumped up. They're they really do. big. And then whenever he lifts them in the air in this show of power, but this like awkwardly stiff, nerdy guy with I just want everyone to know that Brad like... is acting it out yeah. right now. How can you not act Brad is out? doing his act him outs for and a podcast. on top of that, there's some sort of like bird of prey flying around too. Yeah, what is that? I don't know. Is a, it? A, it's a, not an eagle. I don't know. I what wrote was the... eagle question mark because I don't know birds. I, I the... would assume e- maybe a vulture. I, I assume eagle. I, I think... That makes more sense than anything. Uh, need a bird expert. What is It's a chicken hawk. I don't know. I'm just saying that because there was a cartoon that had a chicken hawk. So, um, um, so do we want to talk about the loaf version of this video? Yes. I mean, we got into it briefly. but I We think got into it briefly. We discussed Troll Meatloaf and Angelina Jolie. Troll Meatloaf, who first shows up. Like this underneath head, his piano. head sticking out of a jukebox. <laughs> I'm so good. Is that what it is? Is that I thought a it was underneath a piano that blew up. Was then that? there was jukeboxes with. A I thought his face inside. just popped out after she selected a song. Regardless, he was in some sort of position where she had to like wipe away dust to see yeah. his troll so head. Basically, all you see is a head. Yeah, and a face. All a, you see is a face. Just so <laughs> much face. And I wrote down. Where is Meatloaf at the start of this video? In a box? How did he escape? Like somewhere <laughs> there's someone standing there watching Meatloaf, like awkwardly hunched over and putting his face Just, into a hole to appear in this video. There was a face wrangler on that set. <laughs> Just to like get him in there. It's He's in like a glass box with mm-hmm. a yellow light around him. Is it a jukebox? Is it something else? Yeah, I think it is a jukebox. I have no idea. Um... I'll go with that. Dennis. I think That's I think fine. you're right. I and think... then of course stuff explodes because I don't know if you realize this. It was directed by Michael Bay. 
No, no. it wasn't. Yeah. Out of here. Yeah, that's correct. Pearl Harbor's own Michael Bay directed all three videos from the Bad Out of Hell Dude. to that. that so. Your mind was blown before. Mine is blown now. Mine is that's blown incredible. again. So, yeah, so he handled this segment of the Bat <laughs> trilogy. It's helmed all the videos oh, there. Boy. Um, oh, wow. All right. How about the crazy. Brad, what do you think is the craziest part of this video? Oh, That's when, when Meatloaf abducts the kid. Okay. When Meatloaf abducts a kid. Which one? The, Which the, the little gangbanger. Because they show Angelina Jolie with him at the beginning of the video. She ran away. She, How yeah, do you know she, she, she ran that. away? The, no, that's like... Because it has her father she, she's arguing. She's arguing with her father, yeah. and then she's like walking through the streets Is by her herself. Is her father also played by Meatloaf? No, just I don't, a guy I thought so looks. the first time I watched it, but I don't think okay. it was. It's just so, another so, man in his 40s. But the, the video waits like three minutes before it gets into the secondary story. <laughs> that line. is my that is the craziest part of the video to me. Pump is that the they have brakes. one they have one storyline that lasts through the first half of the song, and then all of a sudden they introduce these two other storylines with a this black kid, kid who's, who's being initiated in, in into a gang. a gang. And with he's got like a rifle in the backseat for some reason. And a blind adult woman. Who's struggling to learn Braille, apparently. She's obviously, like, recently blinded. Yes. <laughs> she, she is just now learning how to... Maybe she was, like, blind all her life, but illiterate for most of it. Maybe that's... Because she's in her 20s, clearly. But seriously, but, like, when did... When, I just want to make it clear we're only laughing at the absurdity. Sure. Not at a person not being blind. Not blind life struggles. Or, yeah, or right. the struggles of gangs well, in the why? inner city. No. None of these things just are laughable. Just the absurdity of but putting fact, it all together. Yeah. So, like, why did... When did Michael Bay say, like, you know what we need in this video? Like a, a kid who's joining a gang and so but Meatloaf abducts him and shows him and that rock says, and roll. You know, yeah, you know is, what I need to do? Like, Grab you out of the back of this car and throw you into the sidecar yeah. of my motorcycle. He throws <laughs> him out. He <laughs> by, launches him like twenty-five. By feet. abduct, you mean almost telepathic. Like violent. Almost telepathically <laughs> hurl him with his mind from inside oh a car God. into the sidecar of his motorcycle. It's this so video crazy. is redonk. I think we're like, supposed to think of it as him rescuing the boy. I think we're supposed to watch this video again and again and again <laughs> and just get nuance every single time. I still time. want to argue that he could have abducted Angelina Jolie because. Even though she was a runaway, so she fights with her father. Of legal age. Well, the character is not necessarily of uh. legal age just because the actress is. She's home with her father. She fights. She goes away. And then she's in like the pile of missing persons <laughs> um, flyers. Like she's just leaning against a wall and there's missing person fi- flyers. Probably, usually missing persons flyers work better when you spread them out. No, not put them all just on one Here's board. our pile. All here's her. where we keep our pile of It's just her abductees. face on one wall and they're crumpled up on the floor all around her. And then she's with Meatloaf for the rest of the video. And if he's like collecting kids, like what better kid to kidnap? She's like it. This is so grim, but like, it's what like, easier kid to kidnap than one who is like homeless because she's already run away? I feel very sad about everything. I, I see, just the said. reason I thought she was of legal age is because Meatloaf is tenderly singing love songs to her no, while he's stroking a her cheek. No, he's gross. So Way pedo. I, I think I think Meatloaf and I, the the overly made up troll Meatloaf is amazing. Version, it's amazing, and I think the idea is is. They they make it two different versions of him because they want one to be this like virtuous I say 
deity, but like mm-hmm. this 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 being that is helping and guiding all of these troubled souls, and that's what he does with Angelina. It's not an actual. And man. the other My one's is just like a big fat Rumpelstiltskin. Yeah, who's yeah, just okay. singing. And you got one guy who is got a fan blowing in his face, and his hair is you know in glorious. the wind. Of you course, say glorious, definitely yeah. glorious. And then you got the other guy who's helping Angelina Jolie and this this child in a gang and the blind the, the lady. Yeah, the blind woman. Re- the recently blinded. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, go ahead. Sorry, I was gonna say like just speaking of hair blowing in the wind. I want to tell you some of the people that played on this album for me okay. that played on like uh we're going to start with Todd Rundgren, obviously, who we discussed. As we mentioned. Yeah, he did uh some work. Um Kenny Aronoff who played drums for John Cougar Mellencamp. Uh Roy Bitten and Max Weinberg of the E Street Band. Oh. What? Yeah, Roy the Professor Bitten. So we've I, concluded that we have all of these clearly very talented people yeah. oh, who have collaborated. There, hang on, on there this are song. there are two more very talented oh, wow. people on here: Matthew and Gunnar Nelson of the '80s hair metal band Nelson. Nelson, <laughs> that's right. Twins, sons of Ricky Nelson, who is the son of Ozzy and Harriet Nelson. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Matthew and Gunnar Nelson, auteurs of Only Time Will Tell and After the Rain. And Brad's bringing out his oh, hair metal love right so now. That, I used to have their poster. So Of these twins? That's pretty dope, yeah. Just think about how many like successful people who did big things yeah. were in on this song. Yeah. And yet... We're still talking about it here, and if we're for talking about reason. if we're for talking about your song here, yeah, it it's not a, it's not job. a great it's not a great thing. <laughs> I mean, you didn't I still do a great love job. this song. I still love this song. Do you I love agree. it? I I actually <sighs> I love any, that it's there. I love that it's out there. Uh, I really any meatloaf song, but especially anyone that you can like roll down the window. I mean, I know you. This is kind of your thing. You always no say, no no. You can answer the I, question I, now. I, Go I ahead. Treasure. I treasure love. I treasure this song. I do. I, I any meatloaf song that has really this like needlessly epic, epic. Dennis, that is your jam. I am going to roll down the windows, and I didn't know this song as well before. Now I know it much better. I am going to wail on this song. I'm going to <laughs> the top of yes. my lungs be singing on this song along with "Bad Out of Hell," along with. Uh, Paradise by the Dashboard Light. Two out of three. Two out of three. Bad, like Meatloaf like, just has so many songs that you want to. Have you so I would like to sing. argue that we've made Dennis's life better. I think you definitely have. Yeah. I, I, am, I, I, that. I appreciate the opportunity you guys have given me. Have you ever? That now I can sing for the masses as I'm driving and yelling out the window. Because you'll do it loud and proud, loud windows and proud, yes. down, so loud the whole and, thing. Loud and strong, please. Loud and strong. <laughs> yeah, nicely done. Excuse Good me. Good callback. <laughs> have you ever watched the video for You Took the Words Right Out of My Mouth? I don't think I have. Because it starts off with this bit called like Hot Summer Night or oh, something God. like that. And it's just like nonsense garbage poetry recited by Jim Steinman. Oh, it's man. also crazy. <laughs> I think you would enjoy it. Worth YouTubing it right now. Hot Summer Night and you took the words right out of my mouth. If we feel like we're wrapping up this particular song, I have an important question for Dennis. Uh, I have one more fact okay. that I want to get through. I'll hold my question then. So we've already discussed that Jim Steinman wrote the song Total Eclipse of the Heart. Uh, 
which was for Meatloaf, actually. But because, really? yeah, he couldn't sing at the time because he had like a psychosomatic laryngitis. He had like hmm. mental problems that prevented him from singing. Um, he also, at that same time, wrote the song Making Love Out of Nothing at All. I hate that song. I love that song. <laughs> Which he then sold to Air Supply. Obviously. Because Meatloaf had this laryngitis and couldn't sing. And that ended up coming around to bite him in the ass because those two songs topped the charts at number one and two simultaneously. Wow. By Bonnie Tyler. It was number one by Air Supply, number two by Bonnie Tyler in 1980, I want to say 83, if I recall. Dennis, do you know that one of Brad Whitley's favorite bands is air supply i i can't say that i do have I, you I ever do. have you ever really really and i mean really listened to air supply i'm gonna have to, i'm gonna have to at this point yeah uh, you know what we should probably do is maybe a future episode with an air supply song that you love and katie and i think is absolutely Listen, ridiculous we have plans for an air supply <laughs> episode yeah i guess so, i shouldn't step on your like, toes there on that one don't get don't get overly ambitious just yet, good sir. Air Supply will appear. Brad has a dream guest for Air Supply yeah. who will remain nameless I'm, at the moment. I'm actually but really looking we'll forward to it. We'll leave Dennis in as a... As, no, no. I'm, you know, put second, whoever you want. Dennis, I will job. happily I'll, have you back for multiple other episodes. <laughs> oh, I, in I'm, fact, I would love to have you and your sister here at the same time. Oh, that would be but fantastic. Like, uh, I, I, here's my thing. is There have been so many episodes with you guys where... The guest loves the song, or Katie loves the song. There's very few episodes where Brad is there the is one, one who loves the there song. There is one or two. There are two: Alice Cooper and Hart. Hart. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So Brad loves couple, all the making love songs. I do. I love. Of course. I, love <laughs> I hate them. Love <laughs> that doesn't say anything about our relationship. I just want no. to put that out there. It's just a phrase that I don't appreciate. <laughs> So I, I just am looking forward to a, another song where Brad is the one who's defending it, not the one yes. completely tearing I, it apart. I agree. I agree. Hells yes. <laughs> um, Dennis, because there is the, let's say, religious and epic correlation between this song and God Gave Rock and Roll. So we had God Gave Rock and Roll to mm-hmm. You by Kiss, and we have... Um, rock and roll dreams come through, which talks about the gods, which is a prayer to rock and roll. Right. Exactly. By Jim Sineman. Which song is more epic? More epic. Uh, okay. I would say this song is more grandiose. Let Dennis answer. I was going to say this one kind of feels (laughs) like him answer. This (laughs) this feels a little more organic. It feels like everything flows. I feel like um, God gave rock and roll to you is Kiss like really forcing like the epicness in your face, like 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 jamming it down your throat. This one here is everything. That's what he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Kiss is very much like we're going to cram everything we can into this song. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not really Kiss, I guess, cramming everything. Because somebody else wrote it. it. Yeah. But yes. they, Petra? But, but is that it? <laughs> I think Petra. you're right. But Kiss made it epic. Like yes. the sound of it, the the rock and roll, which In the three way, of us screamed. In a way, that's kind of what Meatloaf did with this, yeah, too. That's I mean, true. Jim Steinman wrote it for him, but, but when you listen to Jim Steinman sing, so it's like Meatloaf should be singing this. If sure. it's Kiss, Rory Dodd. <laughs> God gave rock and roll versus... Meatloaf, rock and roll dreams come through, which is more epic. There's actually no pressure. I mean, there's, I like, think, there's no right answer. I think Go this song gut. is, I, like I said, I think this song is more epic. Like it feels like it should be epic. Mm. And rock, um, sorry, 
God Gave Rock and Roll to You is like Kiss trying to make it epic. So I'll okay. say this one. This one. All right. That's Brad? my answer. I'm going Kiss just because there are, there's more, there are more movements within the song. Yeah. There is like a key change in that song. And an which, acapella bit. Yeah, you're right. And, and, a, and spoken word, too, yeah, which really exactly. takes it Exactly. Motivational speech. Yeah. yeah. I, I want to I be on Dennis's side, but I think it's the spoken word mm. in Kiss that you pushes it over. Dennis, <laughs> I don't, he's our guest, Brad, and it's polite <laughs> to be on his side. Um, I think it's the spoken word paired with the screamed rock and roll, which all three of us did in that episode, that... That makes Kiss win the epicness battle for me, but this, this is, is a, a better close. Song. I think this is a, a better, better, yeah. better song. This isn't a good song. I think but this it's song a better is. Song I think this that. song is so like so much more worthy of analysis because of how seriously Meatloaf and Jim Steinman right. take it. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. that's that's what sells it for me is how like how into this song mm-hmm. they both are. There's no irony. Like yeah. it is oh, yeah, they, straight up serious. Yeah, yes. Exactly. I kind of think I love it now. I, sure. I, love it. I think the more I we talk about it, the more I love it for how terrible I think it I'm, is. I'm not gonna show anyone the video and be like, this is great. Oh, I oh. might show it to them to say this is insane. Right. But in terms of the just the song, like I will happily play this. All right. So I guess that's everything I really want to touch on in the song. Am I missing any? Well, much like any meatloaf song, this podcast has probably gone on too long. (laughs) So, okay. The Jim Steinman version of this song, by the way, six minutes, 25 seconds long. Holy shit. Yeah. Let me just throw that in there real quick. Um, Dennis, can you tell us uh, just where we can find Pop Flies and Grounders? Yes, we are. uh, You can find us on iTunes, Pop Flies and Grounders, uh, or you can go online, go to uh, pfgrounders.blueberry.com, blueberry spelled B-L-U-B-R-R-Y, or uh, you can reach out to us on Twitter, at pfgrounders. We basically talk about baseball. We talk the stats, the in-depth stuff, what's going on right now, but also the fun stuff of, you know, what uniforms look fun and silly <laughs> and stupid and uh, what ridiculous things guys are doing on the field. And, so you, know, you guys, like, bring stuff. in a personal touch every oh, once yeah. in a while, too? Definitely. You know, since you are all baseball guys yourselves? Yes, I've played baseball my entire life. My co-host, uh, Kiz, also... You both has, played in college, right? Yes, we yeah. played together in college. We play together to this day. Uh, and my brother Matt's on a lot of times, and he's... He's coached us for many years, so um, it's, there are uh, five hundred fifty thousand Ackermans. Uh, th- there are an awful lot of us. Yes, <laughs> you, the decomposition listeners know Teresa. <laughs> if you listen to Pop Flies and Grounders, you'll know Matt. My brother Kevin does the editing for that, so it's, uh, they're, they're it's a family whole affair. Crew. And I guess with that, uh, we should wrap it up here, right? Yeah, but seriously, check out Pop Flies and Grounders. Make you don't sure you have to be a sports it. fan to enjoy it. That's true. I'm not a sports I've fan, to but several I have episodes, enjoyed it. And I only know one sports team from one year, and that's yeah. it. So I don't know anything about sporting or sports. So, so um, 
In the meantime, if you want to reach out to us, you can find us on Twitter at decomp underscore pod. Uh, we are on Facebook at decomposition pod, on Instagram at decomposition pod. If you have any questions, comments, songs, suggestions, uh, if you want to write analysis. a compare and contrast essay on this and God gave rock and roll, I mean, go for it. Get That's on it, Felix. Do. Get on it. Felix, yes. uh, <laughs> Felix uh, we are counting on you. Decompositionpod at gmail.com. And in the meantime, thank you guys for listening. Make sure you get on iTunes, drop us a review, give us five stars because we're the best. <laughs> uh, and you guys, thank you. And just chill till the next episode. <laughs>